Hello, listeners. Welcome to the very first episode of QCast, a weekly podcast brought to you by the Quinnipiac University School of Communications. I'm your host, David DeRoche. I'm the Director of Community Programming at the university. Today, since this is our first episode, I thought we'd talk about podcasting. This is a relatively new undertaking for the university, and I've been here for about, I've personally been here for about three months now, and we thought it'd be a good idea to talk about podcasting and the new program and how it can be a resource for students, for faculty, and of course, the broader community. And there really is no better place to have this conversation than right here at the foot of Sleeping Giant and brand new podcast studio. Super excited. What a sight. Uh, let's get right down to it. Joining me to talk about podcasting is Michael Frieda. He is North Haven's first selectman. He's actually serving his sixth term, is that correct, as first selectman of North Haven? That's correct, yes. And you also just started this year as uh, president of the Connecticut Conference for Municipalities. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Awesome. And also joining me is President Judy Olian. She's president of Quinnipiac University. She is finishing her second year in July. Welcome, President Olian. I'm so happy to be in this gorgeous new studio. Thank you for, uh, for creating this gorgeous new studio. And also joining me is Chris Roush. He is the Dean of the School of Communications. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing great. Well, Bye. welcome. Great to be here. Well, happy to have you. Welcome, everybody, to QCast. So we also had, we had invited uh, Mayor Lang, Mayor Kurt Lang from Hamden. He was not able to make it, but hopefully we can get him in the future to join QCast. But let's get right to it. I want to just turn to Judy and talk about her vision for the podcast program here at Quinnipiac. Of course, a lot of universities are podcasting. You're well aware of that, I'm sure. But very few of them take the strategic approach that you've decided to take. And I'm wondering if you could talk about why you chose that approach and what your vision for the podcasting program is. Well, first of all, welcome to you, David. We're really delighted that you've joined us with your extensive journalistic background. Couldn't be a better person to run uh, this initiative. Thank you. So there are a number of reasons. I'll start with the educational purpose of podcasting, and then I'll talk also about the strategic. Our students, uh, number one, are producers of these shows, and this is a great way for them to learn both the technology of production of podcasting, but also to contribute in their content. And we can talk about the many ways in which they might contribute in their content. And the best way to learn something is to teach something. So in a sense, being uh, a, a person who designs and broadcasts through a podcasting studio is a phenomenal way to learn. Uh, but our, our students are also students of communication. Uh, and this is a very, very important channel for communication uh, in our world. The strategic purpose is really around our strategic pillars. And I'd say three of the four of our strategic pillars as the University of the Future really touch on what we'll be doing here. And the first is, as we prepare students for careers of the 21st century, a lot of content that's relevant to careers of the 21st century, to being current in the changes in the world today, current in technologies, in content, in fields, will come through this podcasting medium and they'll be able to get educated. Our third pillar is about the well-being of our own community and communities around us. And I can't think of a better way to share some very relevant and often current knowledge with the community than through these podcasts. And we can talk about a couple that we have planned that are um, really extremely current. 
And then the fourth pillar is around lifelong connections and lifelong learning. And this is a way for our alumni, people who become our alumni, to stay connected to their alma mater because of the knowledge coming out of the university. So for all of those reasons, we think it's an incredibly important communication and knowledge sharing uh, medium for our own community and the communities around us. Mm, absolutely. And I want to get to that to that community connection in a second, but I also want to ask Chris if you had anything to add to that, because as the Dean of the School of Communications podcast being here, living here, how do you take that vision and sort of incorporate that into what we're doing already here um, at the School of Communications? Well, Dave, I think as you know, uh, we've been teaching a podcasting class here for about the last three to four years under Ben Bogardis. And uh, as you also know, podcasting is just exploding all over the world. And so the podcast studio is really just a way for our students, not just in journalism, but in public relations and graphic design and advertising, just all across our curriculum to to really get involved in um, an operation that is really, I think, at the forefront of what schools of communication are doing all across the country and and giving them some real world experience which is as judy mentioned is is what we're all about we're you know a teaching university and we want our students to have the skills so that when they do graduate, they can hit the ground running. Absolutely. And as you can see, you met the student staff that I have, uh, incredible student staff running the boards back there, managing the social media. So, you know, for me personally, it, it is really important that the students, you know, take a leadership role in the podcast studio and in, in production and all those aspects of it, of podcasting. So, uh, Mike, tell us, you're coming from North Haven, you know, you're a businessman as well, um, long career in business. How do you imagine working with the podcast studio and sort of encouraging your community to get involved? And, and how can we be resource for you guys? I view Quinnipiac as an outstanding resource. The university has so many assets that even many of our people in town don't realize. We enjoy an outstanding relationship from a town and gown standpoint, and this to me is the next evolution of communication. Many of our iPhones and Apple devices have these podcasts, these podcasts uh, resources available. And I see even friends of mine who do podcasts that the number of hits and listeners that they get are outstanding. So I view this program on a variety of levels. Number one, I look at these young professionals here that we have and that are part of this program. And these are the future leaders of our communities and our society. And to have this type of training and background, I think is outstanding. For us in North Haven, as North Haven's chief elected official, I look at this as an outstanding platform where we can continue to promote some of the synergies that we in North Haven have had with Quinnipiac University. Uh, Most recently, we've had discussions about the coronavirus. Quinnipiac has all of the medical resources and medical experts to host a symposium to give the people in our community and other communities an opportunity to listen to some of the things that are happening. So from an informational standpoint, from a content standpoint, I believe it's a way to perpetuate what we already have as a great thing between North Haven and the university. 
Mm. And I think that that information source point is is critical here, especially when you're talking about something like the coronavirus, where there's a lot of misinformation about it. And just this morning, um, uh, Judy emailed me and said, hey, there's this thing happening at the School of Health Sciences. Is there some way we can incorporate that? And absolutely. And I think that's what's cool about being in a podcast is that we're nimble, you know, whereas um, in other mediums, you know, you sort of are beholden to sort of like clocks and times and deadlines and things like that. Obviously, we have deadlines, but we are a little bit more nimble um, in the modern age. And so it's nice to be able to be flexible and, and tackle issues as they rise. So I want to ask more about students, because I think obviously, because we are a university, having students come in doing podcasts, obviously, I'm not a student, I'm hosting this podcast, but um, I have Tom Conley Wilson is my producer, and he's played a, a critical role in, in shaping the podcast, as well as the other students that we have. How do you all, just collectively, maybe I'll start with you, Judy, um, your vision for students, do you imagine this being something for students to get involved with this as a sort of extracurricular activity, or would you like to see it um, become more professionalized, become actually maybe a program? First of all, I want our students to be part of everything we do, and I view them as very important professionals. And so I'd like to see much, if not all, of what we do somehow involving our students, whether in front of the microphone, behind the boards, or both. In this day and age, knowledge comes from so many different sources. Some of it is what we were talking about before. We've done some podcasts on the food insecurity in our region, and that has helped inform community members and will inform them. We have I think a plan around tax advice before the April 15th deadline. We have legal clinics. There are a lot of important resources that can be brought for community purposes, and it can involve students behind the microphone, faculty behind the microphone, and it will be very much part of their educational mission, not just the substance of the area, the field, but also the fact that we are engaging them with communities and in community service uh, from the get-go. So that's the first piece of it around knowledge sharing. But every one of us has personal stories too. And there are very interesting and captivating learnings and narratives that our students bring themselves uh, to the microphone. And there's one here from one of our journalism majors, Kevin Meiselman, who recently created a series of Behind the Mind, which is a mental health podcast, reflecting on individual health challenges that people have had who are interviewees. And his own is his own struggle with bipolar disorder. And it's an incredibly touching personal narrative. And whether it's our students, our faculty, our staff, great leaders like Mike Frieda from North Haven or our mayor here in Hamden or others, this is a way to reflect personally in a manner that's either instructive to others or really just a part of a personal journey that we can all learn from. And so I think in both ways, sharing knowledge but also reflecting on personal journeys, our students are really key uh, to being involved in these podcasts. And I think you really nailed, I think, why podcasts are so popular. And it, it, it is a marriage of those two things. It's a marriage of personal stories and personal narratives and information or things that you know people need to know. And it's, and it's a format that's easy to absorb, right? Like you can't 
drive your car and read the newspaper or watch the TV news, but you can listen to a podcast. So I feel like the versatility of it makes sense. Um, it's personal. Um, you can leverage resources fairly quickly, and, and you're, you can do a lot with a little. And If I might yeah, add, please. David, my personal best distraction when I'm working out is a podcast. Yeah. So I, I think that you can kill two birds with one stone, if you will, pass the time yeah. and learn. Absolutely. What do you, what do you like yeah, to listen to? So I'm actually, at the moment, listening to Chasing Fred, which is about um, uh, Mr. Rogers and his own personal journey starting 50 or 60 years ago where he was so far ahead of his time in terms of community understanding, community outreach, being really a psychologist yeah. for everybody, kids and their parents alike. Yeah, social and emotional learning, like that, that's kind of a new thing, but he was like doing that 30 years ago. It's kind of amazing. And, and, the, and the podcast is really fantastic. Is it? Yeah. You know, we could talk about Fred Rogers all day, but um, that's awesome. I have to check that out. Chasing Fred. Mm -hmm. oh, very cool. So, and we are also, as you pointed out in your opening comments about doing podcasts on different subjects here at Quinnipiac, the Quinnipiac University Poll is going to be doing a podcast. The um, uh, the School of Medicine is going to be doing a podcast. Um, another professor here in the School of Communications has one. A lot of folks are, have expressed interest. So the interest is there. And to the broader point of being a community resource, my sort of goal uh, is to create podcasts that connect those values, those shared values that we have as a community, and also working with the communities to figure out what those shared values are. I don't want to assume that I know what everybody thinks is important, and those values might change over time, right? As needs change, like we need to be able to adapt to that. And so part of my goal is to create a audio working group comprised of university uh, staff, faculty, students, and members of the community, business community, and to work with us to, to figure all that stuff out. So one of the other platforms that this program could help represent is, if you take me as an example. Now, in past years, I've been a guest speaker at Quinnipiac University at a variety of different programs. Uh, this past week, I was at another university speaking um, at, uh, with a group of business people on business, leadership, management, and then the conversion that I made to a, a political career. So. This platform here with podcasts can maybe serve also as an opportunity to interview key people, key leaders. And in the absence of maybe going to classes, this could be in addition to that, where some of the students can listen to a podcast on leadership, management, financial management, interpersonal skills, um, what it takes to be a local leader. And people like me, I think, would be delighted to come here and come back and, and talk about specific subjects. And then as a result of that, if uh, there was a demand for going back into the classrooms, then I'm sure people like me would be willing to do that also. So and that touches on like a, a sort of a third element of podcasting. So it's the narrative, it's the information, but then it's also uh, learning, like just actually learning certain specific things about something. So, you know, whereas information can be something useful because, you know, we want to know what's happening in the world and we want to know what's happening in our neighborhood. But then, you know, knowledge is also uh, interesting. And so as students are coming and being part of this or as community members are being part of this, not only are they gaining the skills of the technical aspects of podcasting or talking, but also absorbing other information through interviews. I know as a journalist, I learn so much just talking to folks, right? I know Chris was a journalist, a business journalist for a long time. And what the most fascinating thing about being in that field is you are learning constantly. And so that I think 
that just fits right into a university environment where, you know, this is part of what we're doing. We're doing podcasts, we're learning, we're teaching, we're uh, providing information. I love, this is great stuff. I hope you can tell that I just really love podcasting and just this whole idea is just we fantastic. All right, good. <laughs> so, you know, uh, we, we have a lot of different stuff coming down the pike, but, you know, I, I want to know from you guys, what sort of podcast do you want to see? Maybe start with Chris. What sort of podcast do you think we should be doing, like, specifically? Like, should we be focused on specific kinds? Like, uh, or what would you like to hear? Well, I mean, I like Mike's idea, and, and I'll take it one step further. I met the, uh, the president of the Hamden Chamber of Commerce this weekend at Judy's house, and she was talking about how she wanted to do more with the podcast studio. And I think a, a really cool podcast would be uh, featuring a Hamden business once a month, you know, how they got started, what hurdles they had to face, how they overcame those hurdles, why Hamden, you know, and then tie it back to Quinnipiac in terms of um, do they have a lot of students as, as customers or not, that sort of thing. As, as Judy mentioned, we have a lot of uh, experts on this campus who are nationally and internationally known, who I think have a lot of information um, to provide to the world. Uh, I really see the podcast studio as being something that Quinnipiac can use to really increase our brand name recognition all over the country and all over the world uh, with the expertise that we have here. So those are two ideas. Yeah, we really do have an incredible expertise. And I, I've learned that really quick when I got here, knowing that before coming here, but then also really getting into it once I got here and, and realizing what's here. Let me go to you, Judy. What kind of podcast do you think we should be making? I would want to marry the needs of the community, whether they're the internal Quinnipiac community, but the broader community around us and nationwide with the expertise and narratives that we have. And so this Behind the Mind podcast happened organically because of a student's own life experiences, life journey. And I'll tell you a bit more about him. He also, in the podcast, he interviewed Clint Malarczyk, who was a former NHL hockey player, hockey goalie and coach, and a well-known mental health advocate who had grappled with mental illness, and he's an advocate for mental illness. And to me, that can be impactful. It might change one person's life. It might change 20 people's lives. And, and so for me, it's, it's really capturing that intersection between what we know, what we've achieved, done, what we've experienced, and an audience that may have potential interest in it. And these will be different slices of an audience, but an audience that will have potential. And I find the medium of podcasts so intimate. It's just you and your headphones and somebody talking to you. And those can be really personally moving and uh, transformative sometimes. Mm. And that's one aspect of, of, of what we'd like to do. And then the other is, there's some information I need. I need to know how to deal with various new technologies, or I need to know how to deal with the latest health care, or I need to know how this tax law or this form of new uh, uh, government or state policy will impact me around transportation. So it's the things I need to know in a timely fashion. Those can be wonderfully uh, done on, on podcasts. So 
I, I see it as really the opportunity around this marriage of some kind of personal or knowledge base and an audience that uh, could benefit. And on top of that, there are great people like you here, David, who could host these and, and really bring value to the process. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to do that. I mean, I, I think uh, for me, one of the most interesting thing about being in a position where you talk to people, right? You get to learn, talk to them, get to know who they are. And at the same time, that information or those conversations are being heard by people. And it, to your point, Judy, it's, it's, it is intimate. You know, you hear that, you can hear the person thinking, you hear them pause, you maybe hear them, you know, as they're sort of exasperated with, with something or it, it, there's so many like um, fascinating things about sound and audio that we can leverage. And, and to Kevin's, uh, uh, Kevin's podcast, Behind the Mind, you know, I think what he's been able to do really well is sort of bring his personal story, as you, as you mentioned, into his podcast, and uh, but not make it about him necessarily. And I think that's a real challenge. But he's able to talk about his own struggles while also connecting on a really meaningful way with his guests. And he's told me that people have reached out to him, you know, thanking him, you know, for for doing the work that he's doing. So obviously he's reaching people. Um, obviously, you know, uh, mental health still being a stigma in a lot of communities, being able to talk about these really important issues in this in this in this way is is meaningful. And and, and kudos to him, you know, having done this all on his own uh, before I even got here. You know, I've met with him several times, and we're we're trying to get him into the studio. I know he's got a setup that he really likes, and he's he's sort of into that, and that's that's totally cool. But we'd love to get him into the studio and see what he could do uh, in here. So how about you? Uh, you 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 talked a little bit about you know, but anything specific, any kind of specific podcast you like to see us do? Well, the next uh, subject possibly could tie into what Judy's saying here. Uh, one of the struggles that us as community leaders are faced with these days is the evolution of substance use disorder. And sometimes people are embarrassed to come out of the shadows of that particular dilemma, particularly parents um, or related family members. So tied into what Judy was saying about um, the mental illness perspective, I think uh, substance use disorder podcasts would perhaps be a benefit to people. And uh, my experience with this is when you have someone come who is recovering from substance use disorder and someone can speak about the trials and tribulations and some of the some of the remedies that they went through. That could be very beneficial to somebody who is reluctant to come out of the shadows. Mm -hmm. So I think when we look at this great program here, um, perhaps one of the starting points is to categorize different subjects, different topics. And when we establish categories, then there's always the sub-podcast that can go underneath each category. For those that uh, who are interested in a business career, uh, you could have an economic development podcast and talk talk about how it works at a town level and bringing in new businesses and growing grand list. From a uh, story standpoint about how to start from the very beginning and work one's way to to be a success, the trials and tribulations of that and, and what it takes sometimes to have to deal with failure and how you need to be resilient. So there's so many different categories and under each category can be subtopics that you could populate within the category. They really have a very vibrant, robust podcast program here. Sounds like you uh, something you might want to host. Business podcast, economic development? Well, I've done it before. Yeah? So uh, I'd be more than willing to come back at any time to uh, help the university with uh, these types of programs. Thank you, Mike. Very cool. So, Mike, I, I view this as an opportunity for you also to have, in effect, a monthly town hall that's podcast. 
Because you could probably reach more people than show up physically. Yes. Undoubtedly. Yes. And that's another advantage of this program here. It gives me an opportunity potentially to communicate with our residents um, and reinforce the strength of uh, this relationship and the resources that Quinnipiac University brings to our town. Absolutely. And I think considering, um, you know, that we live in this modern world where everybody's busy, everybody's doing a thousand things, you know, this is something that people can listen to when they are free to listen to it. So it's not like they have to turn on the six o'clock news to get that information. This is available whenever they want it. And that's that's definitely um, an advantage of the podcast world. And Judy, you in in a past life hosted a TV show, a business TV show. Is that correct? That is correct. Is that something you want to bring up here and talk about or maybe uh, transfer into the podcast world? I partner happily with Quinnipiac here. I, I did something called About Business, and I think it started every couple of weeks. This is when I was at Penn State, and I'd, I'd love to do it. We would discuss the frequency, and maybe we could alternate hosts. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's a really important way to share information, to reach people. I also focused uh, sometimes on the leaders themselves, how they led, uh, what their leadership style was, what purpose they saw in their leadership, whether it was community leaders or business leaders. So yeah, I think it can be very interesting and I always learned from it myself. I mean, it's not like you're president of the university and you have 80 million other things to do, but, you know, there this is room is in the podcast studio Absolutely. for you. If you'd like to show up and Absolutely. host, we would love to have you. And, and, and Chris has done the same. Yeah, that's right. You have Connect with Chris. I, Dave, I actually was going to ask you about yeah. uh, sports podcasting. Ooh. Sports podcasting is obviously a very big deal. It's actually how I got into podcasting was my... My sons would force me to listen to a fantasy football podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, in, in did you like it? Yeah. yeah, it was all right. Yeah, yeah, um, and obviously we're we're a Division One yeah. uh, university with a lot of sports teams. What's uh, what's the idea behind doing some sports podcasts here? So the beauty of that is that you know they've already been doing a uh, podcast. I think their fiftieth episode is going to be the episode of. Quinnipiac beating Yale. Yay, that happened this weekend. That's exciting. <laughs> um, and I think that airs uh, Thursdays, I believe. Okay. Um, and But they're going to be rebranding. Uh, you're here today on QCast, the first, uh, to be called The Roar. So the the uh, athletics podcast is going to be changed to The Roar. And really excited about working with them about that. And that's um, hosted by um, uh, two students. Dan Ball and Matt McAuliffe. That's right. Thank you. Yeah. Dan Ball and Matt McAuliffe. And um, probably want to get them involved in other ways as well. We've also been in talks with... Uh, um, WQAQ because they already have uh, they're already podcasting essentially on the radio stations they, they're saving those those um, those episodes so trying to work with them as well but certainly you know leveraging all the different aspects of of college life and university life I think is important and um, I'm excited that the sports program already has a leg up on that I think that's that's really cool and you know finding out ways we can expand that and, and diversify it I think is going to be a lot of fun. Anybody else have any cool ideas for podcasts? What else can we be doing? What, what about a podcast focused on the fact that we have a lot of veterans who come yes. to Quinnipiac and, and have them tell their life stories? Why did they decide to go into the military first before they they uh, got an education? And what's it like for them to, to come back and uh, assimilate into a university setting? I think that would be a cool podcast. I think yeah, that I would be that. amazing. And Jason, who heads the... Yeah. Veterans program has remarkable relationships. And I've met many of our veterans. Every one of them has a unique story. 
And I think it would be a fabulous series, actually, to focus on the individual stories of each of them, their journeys, and how they actually ended up at Quinnipiac. Some of them have had two, three tours of duty. It's incredible. Men and women. It's incredible. And yeah, yeah I think just today, um, well, I've read this before, that we're ranked among the best universities in the United States for military veterans. That's amazing. That is true. So that continues to happen. So what, what are we doing that, that attracts um, veterans? And so what are we doing? But also, you know, how are they assimilating? How are they? Yeah. Well, well they have, I mean, having heard quite a number of their backgrounds, those are remarkable stories of selflessness in in service to our country and the world and we we need to hear those stories and and commemorate them absolutely i think that's a great suggestion you know in past years we've done what's called eyewitness to history in north haven at the high school and we've had veterans come and speak before our high school students and what you begin to realize being part of that and listening to the, it is that each person is an individual storybook and that storybook is comprised of multiple chapters. And each chapter plays into the next chapter. And sadly, as veterans all across the United States, particularly World War II veterans, are passing away, those storybooks close forever. And sometimes those stories are not told. So I think that's a great suggestion, having that type of podcast here. Mm. And, and I would pick up on what we've said before I think that a podcast on personal health would be extremely valuable because we know that there are chronic diseases that are proliferating. How can we manage away from succumbing to that? How can we be healthier? What's the latest fad and what's the latest truth? Separating fact from fiction, how we can be healthier, what resources exist in the community. Chris mentioned uh, a little earlier Ben Bogardis, who's uh, a, an assistant professor in journalism. He also, I think, sponsored a podcast on food insecurity in Hamden and the resources available to combat hunger. That's a, a really important resource, but whether it's in Hamden or in North Haven, how do we create healthy lifestyles how do we provide resources around the most prevalent chronic diseases, the illness of the moment, flu season was the worst it's been in recent years, how do we combat that, what are the data? I think that would be an enormously valuable podcast. And between our nursing school, our health sciences school, and our medical school, we have tremendous resources here. Absolutely, and uh, just to mention quickly that um, about Professor Burgardis's Hunger in Hamden series won a Mark of Excellence award uh, by the Broadcast Education Association. That's so that's really exciting. We're going to have it an interview. Exciting. Very very cool. Very good series. Um, you can get that at qu.edu/podcast, um, and we're going to have an interview with Professor Bogardis um, on this podcast airing on March 11th. So look out for that. I really believe that the opportunities for quality podcasts are limitless. I think there's so much that the university can provide in terms of information and content for, for its listeners. And uh, somehow, and I'm not sure about this, but the uh, ability of people through the iPhones or through whatever device they have, um, if there's a way to help encourage um, participating in the, in the podcast by, if nothing else, downloading the podcast 
a link from Apple, as an example. So I think that there's uh, there's a, there's a certain percentage that don't even know that they can do that. Mm -hmm. We can expand the listening base that way. Absolutely, that's that's part of what I'm going to do is is get out into the community and work with um, work with folks on how to do that, how to download the app, how to access podcasts, what is a podcast, etc. I have one more suggestion, yeah. and that is um, that we think about the general area of education. We have a school of education. There are a lot of very interesting resources around the communities. And what we can provide is interesting innovations, initiatives that different schools, different teachers, and our own school of education are offering. For example, we have a program now on social and emotional uh, training for teachers because that's become a major need. Well, we should talk about that program and how it can help some of the issues that uh, schools and teachers are encountering across the school system. There are some very unique school approaches and purposes and missions and distinctions in the region. Let's highlight those for what's unique about them. And I think they'll be of value to not just school systems around the country, but also parents as they think about how to exploit those opportunities. Absolutely, and I feel like the opportunity for sort of interdisciplinary collaboration between and among schools on different ideas, I think is, is really exciting for me personally. Um, this has been so much fun. Thank you guys so much for joining us for this first episode of QCast. It's very excited to have everybody here. I uh, just want to give a quick thanks to our producer, Tom Conley-Wilson, Neo Brasadeferro, the social media coordinator, Elise Velez is our engineer, and Ben Labadia is our videographer. Thanks, everybody, for joining us to talk podcasting. QCast is a production of the Quinnipiac University School of Communications. Our episodes will air each Wednesday morning until the end of the semester. You can subscribe to QCast on all your favorite podcast apps like Google Play, Apple Music, Spotify, and others. Visit qu.edu slash podcast to learn more about our programming, and you can check out all the other podcasts we're making. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at qupodcasts. Spencer Hoffman did our music. I'm David DeRoche. Thanks for listening.